You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action, ranging from basketball to golf, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front-row seat to all of the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all of the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. And with me, as always today, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how are you feeling on this bright, sunny Sunday? You know, I'm, I'm hanging in. Um, we just, you know, we, we had a decent weekend of hockey, a little bit of a mess that we'll, we'll talk about uh, in the show here. So, in ter- you know, in terms of the hockey, it, it, like it's been okay, you know, could have been a little better. But in terms of, you know, looking outside, it's... It's snowy, but it's sunny, and when it's that combo and it's not quite melting yet, it's like my favorite thing because you can go outside and not completely freeze, but still just you know enjoy the scenery around you. Yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of tough because the sunlight bouncing off the white snow uh, happens to blind me quite often, but uh, I don't mind. I, I love uh, the sun. I love the snow. Uh, one thing I don't love, though, Chase, and I'm sure a lot of people are feeling this, uh, the fact that football is not on anymore, and I know this is a hockey show, and it's awesome to have hockey on, and you know we're loving the hockey games, but just the variety of also having football, um, it's it's a little tough, and uh, we do have another show, as most of you probably know, the WNP Sports Pod. We talk a lot of football over there, and uh, so we're both we're big hockey guys, big football guys, and it just it, it feels weird on Sundays. It definitely does. There's, you know, a little hole that isn't filled. Kind of a shame, but, you know, I mean, it happens every year. We knew it was coming. And, you know, even though it sucks, we're, we're not going to see football. Like, my favorite time of the year is coming up anyway, the free agency and draft period. I mean, at the, in terms of, you know, like sports, it's my favorite thing. Sure, you're not watching the game, but being someone who wants to get into the management side of the, of the sport, uh, whether it be hockey or football or uh, how I'd work management and cricket if I if I could just just love that side of you know of the sport and of the industry uh, that's just you know the, like the most super interesting time to me so even though it sucks we're not seeing games uh, for football I'm super excited for the pending for agency oh most definitely and today on the bolts broadcast we're gonna be talking about the outdoor game in Lake Tahoe because I mean it needs to be discussed. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Tampa and Dallas games and how they got postponed. And uh, that's uh, not 
not ever fun. Uh, then we're going to do a game preview. We've only had one game to cover, Chase. I don't really want to cover it because if anyone watched it, they know that it didn't go our way. So I'm thinking I might just skip it if that's okay with you, Chase. Uh, then we're going to be talking about Crosby, Nico Heischer, and Mike Babcock. So uh, some good stuff coming up, and we'll start with the outdoor games at Lake Tahoe. Uh, before we talk about the mess that was the game after the uh, you know, 10, 15-minute mark, Chase, let's just talk about the scene. I mean, it was one of the most visually pleasing games I think I've ever watched. It was super pretty. It, it, like we, everyone knew that it was going to be a really cool backdrop, really cool setting, you know, gave off big mystery Alaska vibes. Have you ever seen mystery Alaska? Uh, just kind of like, you know, that true, like outdoor hockey feeling, uh, the mountains in the background, uh, just the big, big ass lake that they're playing by it, everything. It was just super cool looking, very aesthetically pleasing. Um, you know, it, it was just, it was enjoyable to watch, really, if you're like, you know, pay attention to scenery, hockey was going on. Obviously, the hockey became a bit of a mess, but in terms of like location, they chose a good spot, but they just chose the wrong time to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk about that now as the ice didn't really hold up and there was a lot of complaints like, uh, what are you, stupid, NHL? You're going to paint on you know the lines and uh, logos and and everything that they did, you're gonna paint that on the ice when the sun's beaming. Like that's gonna melt the ice easily. That's what happened. The ice got pretty uh, pretty rough out there. We saw some slush. Uh, I think I saw a player playing with the slush with his stick uh, during the intermission, and just uh, it, it all went to chaos at the end of the first period. Yeah, it was bad. So. The issue, you know, like you're you're playing this game in the middle of the day uh, in very open like land. The sun, of course, the sun's gonna beam on it. The sun's gonna melt the ice. Uh, so I don't know how the NHL doesn't have the forethought to think of that. Um, when these games were first being talked about, you know, until it got closer, I didn't realize that the games were three o'clock games. I just figured there'd be night games, so they wouldn't have to worry about it. Um, so you know, I I, I I thought first, you know, we weren't to worry about it because it was gonna be night game, so we didn't have to worry about the sun or like. If, you know, if that's the case and you're going to want to play it in the day, why not just do it in like January when it's actually cold outside? You know, like it's still cold out. Don't get me wrong. And right now, you know, the country's going through a bit of like a, a severe weather warning in terms of how cold it's getting. But it's still warmer there than it probably could have been, you know, two, three, maybe even like a, four weeks ago. I, I don't know why they didn't play it then. I know they I'm sure they want to play that early in the season. But regardless, if you want to get this done, like it, it would have been better to do it when it was colder, better scenario, better situation. It was just all really kind of catastrophic. But on the bright side, they did end up finishing it out. Yeah, for sure. And uh at the end of the first, you even saw players tripping and falling because the ice was so bad. You even saw a ref go down. Um, and then I I just got to commend Mike Tarico and the whole NBC staff for the intermission. I don't know how they went so long and just had, you know, topics on hand easily to just continue to bring up. And I think it just shows how great Mike Tirico is. Uh, we got to see a Doc Emmerich video clip um, of him talking to the 1960s U.S. Olympic team. Uh, it's always great to hear Doc's voice and just overall the whole production in a hard time when they're trying to figure out when uh, the game's going to be back on the ice. 
I think it was awesome. And congrats to NBC because they pulled it off quite tremendously. Chase, I don't know how long you had the intermission on. Uh, were you able to catch any of it? I, I know they threw it to one of the reporters and he tried to tee up a golf ball like Happy Gilmore. Fell right on his ass. It was funny. Uh, I, I don't know what you watched, but uh, were you able to catch anything? Yeah, no, it, it was great. Like, what, with what they were able to do, they, they worked around it really well. Uh, you know, this something like this is the shame why NBC Sports is like going away, uh, you know, because I think they do do a pretty good job overall in terms of production. Uh, you know, Doc Emmerich was the voice for years. He retires. You know, he's the all time legend you know, of that network. But Mike Tirico is number got to be. He's got to be number two in that list. Like he just is. It's the truth. Mike Tirico is the man. And he's just he's just super entertaining, dude. And, he you know, he helped really hold that together so well. Uh, You know, they had to kind of adapt on the fly and work with what they could. And they ended up doing a hell of a job. Yeah, for sure. And like Chase said, the game was able to be finished out as the game got pushed back to midnight Eastern time. They also decided to push back the Philly-Boston game to 7 o'clock to avoid the same thing happening with the Sun. So uh, I, I think it's a good idea. I think Chase would agree, but we can talk about the game now. Um, Colorado, they were able to take it. Uh, still an entertaining game, still a fun atmosphere and a beautiful visual, even though it was at nighttime. Yeah, you know, it, it was just, it, it was really cool. You know, at, at night, it, it was still pretty, like, uh, appealing to the eye, I should say. Um, if, if like they would have prepared for being at night a little more, I think it could have been better. They could have maybe lit up the back a little more, maybe see the lake and mountains a little bit better, but it was still cool looking. You know, it, it was just a fun game to watch. Colorado's a, a hell of a team to watch. Super exciting. Uh, you know, my, my brother had a kid that he went to school with playing on Colorado. So, uh, Sheldon drives that is. So, you know, just, just watching him play, watch him do his thing. It, it was cool to see. Um, it, it was just really like one hell of a game. Uh, when we figured out it was these two opponents matching up, we kind of thought it was going to be, um, and I don't know if you saw it in the game, but I'm pretty sure it was still in the first period. It was still sunny out. Um, so I don't know if Petrando was mic'd up or the mic just caught him, but, uh, the cameras on him, he transitions like in the neutral zone to start game backwards. And then he sees Nathan McKinnon get the puck and he just goes, Oh boy. You hear him say, Oh boy, out loud. McKinnon wheels around and just buries a goal almost five seconds after it, it was pretty cool. We'll retweet it on the uh, podcast page, but yeah, yeah it, it was just, everything ended up coming together pretty well, even though it was a mess. Yeah, it was an all-time outdoor moment. Um, And I I just think that the Colorado Avalanche jerseys on top of the beautiful scenery in the background just added so much. Because if you can pull off a super clean white jersey like I think they did here, like those might be the best jerseys. I'm, I'm a huge fan of all blacks, blackout jerseys, but a clean white jersey might even beat that. So that on top of the beautiful scenery was, it was, I just can't stop saying it. Such a visually pleasing game. Yeah, it really was. And those Colorado jerseys, I really prefer the blue over the like maroon color, the blue, like true Nordiques, but it's, it still did look good. And the white looks super crisp on the Jersey. So I I, I'll agree. It did look good, but if they would have made that like a blue Nordique Jersey, it would have made everything perfect. Absolutely. Well, Chase will now talk about Tampa and Dallas. We had two games against them. Well, they both got postponed, that being due to weather. Uh, For those of you who are oblivious of what was happening down in Texas, basically 
like all hell broke loose, a lot of snow, ice everywhere and power outages, just uh, craziness. And so a lot of things had to be postponed down in Texas because there was just no power. Yeah, it was just an an absolute shit show down there. Uh, you know, I, we, we feel for everyone in Texas. They're going through absolute hell right now. Weather that they've never seen. People's houses, they're not insulated on there. So they're not prepared for this cold weather. The people are going without water. Uh, I've seen, like, cars completely frozen over. So, you know, we're, we're thinking about you guys. You're in our hearts and thoughts and prayers. Uh, so, you know, canceling this game, obviously, it, it's minuscule when it comes to the real world scope of things. The game will get rescheduled for a different day. You know, that that's no problem. That can get figured out. We just kind of hope everyone's good down there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I think power has started to come on slowly. Uh, so that's good. And it's just it's it's kind of I don't want to say it's funny because it's not. But it's kind of ironic because up here in Michigan, we got a foot and a half of snow, probably. And I think people were just on their way to work the very next day. You know, because up here we're prepared for that and we're kind of used to it. And uh, I even saw, I think it was up in Winnipeg, Manitoba, someone opened their front door and they couldn't get out because snow was just piled so high up to their door. The door even left an imprint on the snow. So um, it just it's kind of crazy to think about different parts of the world deal with different types of events, you know, uh, pretty, pretty differently. And I know I said differently like seven times there. Um but yeah, like Manitoba, Michigan, they're used to that kind of stuff and it's not a big deal. Whereas places that aren't used to it, it's a, it's a little bit more difficult. And I could only imagine if we got like a hurricane or something up here in Michigan, that would be complete hell. So uh, kind of crazy to think about that kind of stuff, though. If we had a hurricane in Michigan, that'd be the largest hurricane ever recorded and it would wipe out the planet, dude. Oh, my Lord. That would be horrendous. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I didn't mean like it was going to travel from the south up to us. I'm just saying like they don't usually get snow. We never get hurricanes. But if for some reason, you know, we got one, we wouldn't be prepared for it like they weren't prepared for the snow. Yeah, no, that's fair. And people online saying like, oh, my God, suck it up. You know, I'm used to this cold. You Texans uh, just deal with it. And like, no, it's not like that. You move to and live in states like this for a reason. You live in warmer areas because like you don't need to deal with the snow. You your house is built differently. You prepare differently. You know, like you're not you don't have any insulation. Your pipes aren't supported. Um, whereas, you know, in the north, we live in those cold areas. They are like that. It's different, you know, different like price points, different standards of living. Uh, so saying that people are soft and need to suck it up in the, like in the south, like just, just shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Um, well, Chase, we'll get to a game preview now. Uh, like I said, I'm just going to scrap the game review. Uh, if you didn't know, we lost to the Carolina Hurricanes uh, four to nothing on Saturday. And uh, just something I don't really want to talk about. Vasilevsky was a net um, having a little bit of troublesome while Alex Nadalkovic was on the other side and he played great. Shut us out. But uh, first great shout out for him too. Congratulations to him. Unfortunately it was against us, but Chase, we'll talk about a game preview. Now our next three games against the team. We just lost to the Carolina hurricanes. Yeah. So we, we just got a little better taste in our mouth from the last game. I expect to come out a lot harder in this next game. Uh, next game is on Monday. So when this releases, um, I, I think it'll it'll be a different story. Tampa will be they'll be ready to roll. The offense will get going. Uh, it'll be a better game, but at the same time, a better outcome for Tampa. 
Yeah, I agree, Chase. I mean, that's that's what coaching's all about. You know, you, you have a bad game, you come back, you try to rebound, you learn off of what just happened and try to fix that, try to make it a better situation the next time. So uh, our next three games are against them. I'm hoping that we can take two of them so we at least split the series uh, as, you know, it, it got turned into a four-game series because the Dallas postponement added a Carolina game to our schedule. So it was originally just supposed to be a three-game series, now a four-game series. So hopefully we can take two to at least tie the series. Uh, if we can take these next three, though, that would be great. However, uh, I, I don't see us being able to out coach and outwork and outdo the Carolina Hurricanes three games in a row. You know, winning three games in four days is a tough task. Um, you know, you could even be, you could be the clearly better team, but winning that many games in that time frame of days, it's just it's not likely because the other team, you know, they start to learn and both teams wear down a little bit and you expose each other's weaknesses. So if we can pull two out of three, that'd be great. Um, if three out of three would, would be awesome, but it, it's, it's not very likely, you know, some of your expectations hope for two out of three. Right, for sure. And Carolina currently sitting first in the central while our Tampa Bay Lightning are sitting fourth in the central. Uh, I don't expect that to continue, but Chase, let's talk about Carolina's goaltending as before the season started, this was a big issue for both of us. Uh, I... Still thought Carolina was going to be a, a pretty damn good team. I had them first, actually, in our predictions, but I could see them going second. I think you had them third, and it was because the goaltending. I, I thought the offense could do a little bit more to kind of mask the goaltending. However, the goaltending has been one of the strong suits for this Carolina team so far. Yeah, it really has been strange. One, you know, when Morazic's played, he's played well. When Reimers played, he's played well. And Nelly Jokovic, when he's played, he's played well. Um, uh, Nelly Jokovic, I personally think he's the best goalie of the three. I don't know why he's not a full-time NHL goalie yet. Blows my mind. Um, Morazic and Reimer playing well is a bit surprising. Um, it, it just, you know, I'm, I'm sure part of it is the goalie confidence and playing well. But at the same time, uh, coaching and defensive play definitely helps out these goalies, helps eliminate you know, those second, third chance off of rebounds. Um, the grade A chances are kept to a minimum. So they're, they're playing a good team game defensively. We kind of knew that they could because they had a good decor, and then the offense, you know, is there to help supplement it too. But they are really surprising when it comes, you know, to like they're really their own half of the ice. Yeah, for sure. And this is a, a younger team, so I think we're just going to have to chip in the puck, get gritty, and the guys that are going to have to get the – Get the win for us are the Pat Maroons, are the Barclay Goudreaux. We're going to need those guys to step up, uh, put some pressure on the defense, get in the face of the goaltenders, and really just just have a chippy game where we can take the win. Um, so that's what I expect from them. I'm hoping that we can take two of these next three. I, I would probably say we take the one on Monday and the one on Wednesday and then drop the one on Thursday. Chase, what are you thinking? Do you think uh, we could take all three, or would you predict something else? I'd predict the same thing you would. I'd predict win the next two, then lose the third one. But I don't think it's impossible to take all three. It's just going to be tough. Yeah, for sure. So that's it for the game preview. We, we've got Dallas coming up after that, but it's kind of, uh, you know, pretty later on. I, I think the first game's on Saturday. Um, so we can just cover the Dallas games um, and our you know, next live episode, but Chase, we'll go to a quick commercial break and then on our way back talking about Crosby and his big milestone talking about Nico, he and then Mike Babcock. 
gonna be really interesting. Like, I like Pinto, and I, I remember everyone like. And this is the thing that I think Sens fans need to start realizing: we need to stop looking at the draft. We really need to stop looking at a player being like he was drafted way too early. You know who you can make an argument who was drafted way too late? Mark Stone, sixth round pick, and now he's making nine and a half million dollars. Pajot, drafted I think in the fifth round and making five million. Hoffman. Welcome to the Sense Hour Podcast, your number one source for Sense content, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, hosted by Shane from Ottawa and... And Derek from Muskoka, almost near Leaf Country out here. Um, but I think Clevin was, was right up there because they traded up to get him uh, with the Leafs. And again, they, they passed up some talented players for a guy like Clevin. But now Clevin's all of a sudden looking like a talented player himself. Like that goal that he scored um, in the third game in UND was outrageous. It was just not something you're expecting from the Twitter scouts, especially. <laughs> Sends our podcast, your number one stop for all your Senators content. New episodes coming at you every Monday and Thursday, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Have a good one. Stay safe. Take care. All right, and we are back talking about Sidney Crosby first, his big milestone as he hits a 1,000 games in the NHL. Uh, I don't think this is very surprising for us. Outside of some concussions, uh, there was really no reason Crosby shouldn't have hit this milestone, uh, but still a big milestone to hit. Congratulations to him. Yeah, one of the all-time greats, you know, a, t- a top 10 player all-time. I've heard some people say top five. You know, maybe he's there, maybe he's not. That's a discussion for a different day. But regardless, top 10 player all-time, uh, hats off to him. We figured it was coming as long as he could stay healthy. He, you know, he stayed healthy. He's played well his whole career. Uh, you know, his Penguins team struggling a little bit. He's still doing the best he can despite the rest of the team's struggles. Um, you know, you can see a little more production from him. You'd like to see a little more production from him right now, but he's still playing well. Um, you know, just like congrats on a thousand. It, it, it's a great accomplishment. Uh, the team ended up getting the win for him. So, you know, that, that's always great to see. Would have been better if he would have scored a goal. I could have won a little bit of money off of it. But that that's just no, no need to complain about that right now. You guys, you guys don't need to worry here about my my gambling issues. Yeah, that's what we were rooting for last night. Chase and I were on Xbox at the time, and uh, he was like, all right, Sidney Crosby needs to get a goal, and the Penguins need to get a win. I'm like, all right, I'm rooting for you. We'll see what happens. And they got a win, but no Crosby goal, unfortunately. And Chase even said that he thinks he might have a problem. And Chase, I have to say, that's a good thing, because the first step in recovery is admitting that you have a problem. So <laughs> Jeez. I don't want, I don't want to get into the therapist Sheesh. stuff because that's not me. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was uh, cool. They had a nice little video package for them and every single player on the team wore an 87 Crosby Jersey out on warmups. They all did his like superstitious like routine that he does during warmups and stuff. It was pretty funny. It was uh, a, a good laugh, but uh, I saw some people complaining about that. They were mad that everyone was wearing a Crosby Jersey on his a thousandth game. And I get that. It's, it's like a, it's a lot, you know, putting, the one guy's jersey on everyone to celebrate his 1,000th game. But Crosby did so much for that organization. Think about that organization before him and Malkin came in. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a, you know, like, like an organization that, like, 
it had some history, you know, while uh, Mario Lemieux's career was winding down, no more Yager, the team was kind of going going to shit, you know, on, on the verge of being sold. Uh, Crosby comes in, you know, helps kind of save the day. Malkin, Flurry as well, you know, they, they help kind of save the day. So I, I've, I have no issue with, you know, the team wearing the jersey and warm-ups. I, I get people want to say, like, it's a little weird. Like, sure, I, I guess if you want to say that, it's fine. But I don't know why it bothers you, oppresses you so much. Um, what I thought, like, honestly, you know, what I thought they could have done, which would have been maybe a little bit cooler is wore like an 87 patch somewhere on their jersey during the game or painted somewhere on the edge or something like that. Just kind of honor them that way. Um, but regardless of what they did, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, I, I, I agree with your fact on I don't know why anyone was getting pressed about that. Like it. It's a it's a weird, weird world we live in where people just get upset on the littlest things that have no effect on them whatsoever. But uh, I digress. We'll talk about Nico his year now, Chase, as he was named captain of the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, good. Good for Nico. I kind of had a feeling this one would happen at some point. Uh, he just he seems like that captain material type of player. Uh, so congrats to him. Second Swiss player in the league currently to do that. Um, him and Roman Yoster are, are the two, of course. But he's someone he's really, you know, been developing his his like skill set as his career has gone on. He's still a young player, a very strong defensive player. The offense is, is continuing to build as well. He can be someone who can be a, a true force in this league for a lot of years to come. And of course, he's now going to be a leader on this team. So congrats to him. Uh, looking forward to seeing his career develop. Yeah, absolutely. And I was surprised, actually, because usually when captains get named, it's you know, in the off season or towards the start of the season. So this one already a month into the season, then they dropped it on us. Uh, I was surprised a little bit. I'm, I'm happy for them. And they got a great young core there in New Jersey right now with him, Jack Hughes, Ty Smith looking great. Uh, so a, a lot of fun to be had coming for the New Jersey Devils. So we'll have to keep an eye on them. But congratulations to Nico as it's a big honor to be a captain especially for an NHL team, you know. Oh, yeah. So, some of us can't even make it there. Exactly. All right, but Chase, we'll talk about your favorite coach in NHL history, Mike Babcock. Uh, he's got another job. Yeah, Mike Babcock gets hired as the University of Saskatchewan coach. So that's a uh, college youth sport team up in Canada. Whatever, you know, the hiring is what it is. Good for him, I guess. He can kind of go do his thing. I'm, I don't know if he's from that area or not. Um, but you know, he can coach worried, not worry about getting fired. Cause it's a place like that wouldn't fire him, uh, still could end up becoming the Olympic coach for Canada. Uh, this would be a job that he'd be allowed to leave. So don't be surprised if that happens. Cause I, I could really, I really still got a feeling that that's what's going to happen for some reason, but whatever, as long as he's, you know, not on the broadcast anymore, I don't have to hear his voice. Go do your thing. But Chase, don't you miss him tremendously? Don't you miss emailing him and trying to get uh, or or meeting him and then emailing him pictures of his son or so whatever weird. you had to do there? I was a thirteen-year-old kid. I meet him at Traverse City training camp and whatever the hell year that was, you know, nine, ten years ago. So like two thousand eleven. Um, and I'm like, hey, can I get a picture? He's like, well, it depends. Are you gonna be here tomorrow? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Are you gonna be here tomorrow? No. I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like. All right, well, I, I'll get, I'll take picture with you if you can get pictures of my kid and email them to me. I'm like, oh, okay, because this kid was at camp, so took a picture and we come the next day at like nine o'clock in the morning while this kid's like group skated at eight in the morning, so we missed it. Well, too damn bad. I, you, you, whatever it happened is what it is. You really wanted a you know thirteen year old kid to figure out how to get there at eight in the morning and uh, just in the middle of the week in the summer. I, it's just so weird. 
Oh, I I just love the stories coming out on Batcock because there's a lot of them. And uh, a personal story from a member on the show uh, has a memory. And uh, I I think that's so awesome. So, uh, Chase, we are going to move to hockey name of the day. So I'm going to scroll down here and get to the name. Let's see. We got Owen for the first name. Uh, Owen Seven, like you and Cod? No, I'm just kidding. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to go Owen Mellenbacher. Yeah, nice and easy one. Just Owen Mellenbacher, uh, Canadian kid, 04 born, playing in the USHL currently. Uh, recently committed to the University of Wisconsin, so good for Owen. Uh, he's a 6'2", 183-pound forward from Fort Erie, Ontario. Uh, not really much of an NHL prospect. He's having an okay season in the USHL. Five goals, one assist, six points for 26 games. Uh, not Nothing too tremendous of a player. Good enough to get a college scholarship. Maybe he develops into something. Uh, but, you know, he's someone to keep an eye on. You know, not one of our harder names, not one of our more difficult names. Um, but, you know, it's just, I don't know. There's something about this name that I just like. I mean, it, it added that I was able to reference your poor Call of Duty play. Uh, but also, I, I like the last name, Mellenbacher. And I think... I think there's some people out there that would actually mess up the name. I, I feel like John might mess up the name. Um, yeah. But for someone who's bad at names, I'm still experienced with names. So I think that's the only reason I got it. But uh, I agree. It's a cool name, Mellenbacher. And uh, that's going to do it for the show. So we want to thank you guys for coming and listening. And we'll have Chase give us a little outro here. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you like to support us on Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, not required, but it's just a way they can show us, you know, you support us with your money. Uh, but yeah, by no means required, but if you want to do that, make sure to check us out on Patreon. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. And then follow WNP on Twitter, at WNP Sports Pod. So that's at Bolts Broadcast, at HockeyPodNet, at WNP Sports Pod. You can find all the podcast, you know, our two podcasts, both broadcast WMP. You can find all the information you need there. Uh, Hockey Podcast Network, we're doing another jersey giveaway coming up soon, so you can get in on that. Uh, you definitely want to. I mean, why not, right? You could win a free jersey. Uh, but make sure to check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. Uh, if you got to tweet at us, go ahead and tweet at us. But whatever you do, you must not forget to use code THPN at DraftKings. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And we'll talk to you next time.